year is 1983 when a mysterious event happened in the quiet town of Hawkins, Indiana. We're Shalom and Courtney, the Happy Hipsters, and we'll be your hosts as we follow the disappearance of a boy, the release of a monster, and the future consequences of the events that night. You're listening to Almost Nerdy. This is Hawkins Talkins. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Hawkins Talkins, episode three. Yay! Welcome back. This is one of those series where you're going to want to start with one and move your way on because we are talking about a progressive story. Mm. So it's a little mm. different than when we did Countdown to Infinity where it was individual movies because mm. we are slowly working our way through mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Yes, yes. Unless if, if you just want to hang with us. That's true. You could jump around if you want. Might yeah. be a little confusing, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right in the middle. <laughs> so this was a really action-packed two episodes of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. We're really starting to hit things where it's like the mystery starting to come together and yeah. all that. So we have a lot to talk about. I think we should just dive into two-sentence summary mm-hmm. and class superlatives. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Let's do it. Okay. So it's my week to do two-sentence summary. And it's my turn to judge. Oh, no. (laughs) Judgment. I was a little harsh last week. (laughs) Okay. Here's my two-sentence summary. We have some unlikely teaming up going on as Hopper and Joyce dive into the mystery of government experimentation and Nancy and Jonathan go monster hunting. Mm. Elle's more powerful than we ever thought, and she admits to opening the gate. Dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I think for me, like I like it, which is why I like. I'll give you an A. I don't believe in pluses and minuses. It's an A. It's a good score. A one hundred, but if it was a number, would it be a one (laughs) hundred? A one. It would be like a ninety-five. Why did I lose five points? Five points? Yeah. Why did I lose them? Yeah, because you didn't talk about everything. There's the funeral. Oh. Mm. Not that important because he's not really dead. (laughs) Not that important. (laughs) It's very important. (laughs) 95. I'll take my I will take my A and I'll hang it on the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) We have an actual like I'll hang it up my report card. Keep going. Oh. Class superlatives. This week Yay. is 11. 11. What would you give 11? I would make a captain of the U.S. soccer team. Wow. Mm. Why? She just looks like that. I don't know. I, when <laughs> I look at her, I just see her on a soccer team. Or, or an activist. Or she's the captain of the U.S. soccer team and an activist. You know what I'm thinking? She could kick the ball and then move it with her brain. With her mind. The, yeah. Like, think about that. Everyone that would be, would be like, wow, she has amazing, like, ball bending wow, skills. Wow, that would be amazing. What but if she really can fly? She just, you think she can fly? Yeah, because what if she can use her mind to, elev- like, well, levitate? Well, in season, in season two, at the end, when she's really using her powers. she's She lifts off. Uh-huh. She's basically Jean Grey. Basically. Basically, but now I'm not going to use that as my support. But imagine though. her doing that, being an activist and the captain of the U.S. soccer team. <laughs> I still don't specifically really, the U.S. soccer team. I don't really see the connection, <laughs> but I'm going to let it happen. <laughs> Sports. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. My superlative for 11 would be best Okoye vibes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because. I, I see that. She's tough and she doesn't have hair. Mm. And, well, I guess they both had wigs at one point, but Okoye did not like her wig. She didn't like him. I think Elle liked her wig. She, yeah. Yeah. I think she grows her hair out. She in does the, grow her hair out. In the third season. Yeah. Well, it's longer in the second season, too. True. Yeah. True. I like that one. Like, it's, it's, I can see her holding a spear. Oh, definitely. And then using her mind powers to, to, to move it around. Yeah. <gasps> like Yondu. Like Yondu. I was about to say that. <laughs> We're still stuck in Marvel. Yeah, we are. We love Marvel. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm. Let's just dive in here. There, mm. as I said in my two sentence summary, we have a lot of like kind of unlikely team ups going on. Mm. I love unlikely team ups. I think that that is such a good way to drive a plot and to have interesting conversations. And that's Mm -hmm. where when you have people who just agree on something like you get such like one sided conversation. But Mm. when you have those differing opinions, the differing views, like that's really where where you start seeing interesting things and interesting concepts. Yeah. So we have Joyce and Hopper team up. We have Nancy and Jonathan. We also have the kids, but there's kind of like some fighting going on, inner fighting yes. in there. Yes. And then we also get a lot of flashbacks. A lot of Do flashbacks. you have a place that you want to start? Let's start with the flashbacks. Okay, cool. I love how they did the flashbacks. I thought that was really good quality. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and especially with having it in such a way that it's almost like someone wakes up. Yeah. Out, of, out of the flashback, it's almost like a waking up that happens. Yes. And I thought that was a really cool way to show that it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can see how some people can get confused by like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Al is in a is back in the, mm-hmm. the like experimental place yeah. and the experimental place. I know I the said lab. That, but, like, <laughs> it can be confusing, but the fact that that then L would wake up in the woods or mm-hmm. or you know Hopper would wake up or something like that. Like there was this nice connection between memory and someone waking up. And helping, kind of helping the plot move along without us having to be like, have like this gray screen and it's like, ooh, my memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have cool. a lot going on too. And it's interesting storytelling because we do jump around between these like different characters and where they're at. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it can get confusing. And I think the first time around, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, are we in the past? Like what's happening here? Mm. And it, it took a couple watch throughs to be like, okay, like. I'm actually, like, really seeing what's happening here mm. where, you know, you have Elle going into this bath thing, mm-hmm. this, like, mm-hmm. sensory deprivation tank, which is the same thing that they talk about when Joyce and Hopper find Terry Ives' sister. Mm. She's like, yeah, they used to put her on drugs and then mm. have her do these, like, sensory whatever. Yeah. And that is what gave Elle her powers, mm-hmm. which is, like, pretty mm-hmm. crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. so they use that same thing. Yeah. To allow her to find people. Mm. Do they actually name that black space that she goes into? I do not remember. Like, I don't think they did. They mu- there must be a name. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. But there must be a name for that. But I thought that was cool. Yeah. That was a cool... I do feel for Elle, though, because mm. she, you know, she feels responsible for opening the dimension because mm. she touched the monster. But it's mm. like, at the end of the day, she was really forced to. 
Mm. Like, she was really forced to. As much as, like, Brenner made it seem like she had a choice, mm. she really didn't. Like, you know, he comes in there with, like, the flower, and he's like, something very special is going to happen today. It's like, he's manipulating her. Mm-hmm. The whole way. Yeah. The whole way. And yeah. she's a kid. Oh, I was just thinking about that, <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't imagine, like, what is going through, like, the scientists' minds when mm. they're, like, experimenting on this little girl. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's amazing. It's amazing what people would do in the name of sometimes even nationalism. Yeah, and you like know, discovery. Because, yeah, because the whole the whole storyline there is they are doing this to fight the commies, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy how what people would do, you know, when they're told this is for your country, this is for your nation, this is for science. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people cross lines that. You know they wouldn't normally cross, and mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess that's just the human, the, just the whole, the human experience. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I mean, they say they say that about the Nazis, like when the yeah. Nazis were were killing all the yeah. Jewish people, like they were normal people. You know, like if you were to just like talk to like the people who were like actually doing the killing and all mm-hmm. of that, like mm-hmm. they weren't different they weren't like mm. anything like they were just normal people following orders and yeah yeah i was just thinking about that when i was watching l like go mm. into the tank and there's the guys and like i was even thinking like her hair like mm. they keep her hair so short mm. in order mm. to um like so they can keep that thing on her brain to mm. monitor it and i was like yeah. i was like wow like they're literally experimenting on a child mm. and like manipulating this child mm. and i was like oh that's so like insane to me to think that's about insane. If she stayed in that, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. almost reminds me a little bit of like the the idea of Ghost from mm. Ant Man, Ant Man yes. Two. Like yes. she she was basically like experimented on and used as a weapon. Mm. That's true. That's true. I think uh, yeah, it's 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 hard to think about. It's hard to you know when you do see her powers, though, you're like, oh, cool, you've got powers. Yeah. Like the process, like and her journey, is just yeah. scary, especially. When you then, when she then starts to talk about how it's not safe, that whole, mm. you know, altercation between the the guys and her, and mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, she's like, it's not safe, it's not safe. That's yeah. why I'm messing with your campuses. Yeah, and I think that she's scared. She's scared. Oh, like, she's well, terrified what, what, of what the they monster. Did to her led her to a place where she's got massive PTSD, and mm-hmm. and yeah, she doesn't want the guys to experience the same thing. So. Yeah, I think that's a good place to go into the like the inner fighting with mm. the group of kids. Yeah, they're kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, the, you you realize they're kids. Dustin is is more intuitive. Mm-hmm. Dustin is definitely like like we said, the smartest of them all. He's the heart. Yeah, he's the heart. He is also the brain. He's, he's the brains to a large extent. I mean, like he. His ideas, the compass idea, mm. all of that. Like he, he is extremely smart. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, he's got a lot of passion, a lot of just like life going on there, and also he's intuitive. He's the one who picks up on. No, Lucas is actually angry because yeah, you know you've been all about you know all Al about the L. whole time, and and so he confronts Mike about that, and I think that was really cool to see him do that and to see a kid kind of pick up on those kind of things Mm -hmm. it's it's, you know that's huge yeah that whole like situation that happened in the in like the junkyard was pretty crazy they're just like screaming and the thing is like lucas isn't necessarily wrong Mm. 
in the in his skepticism mm-hmm. like he's not necessarily wrong in his skepticism about mm-hmm. l where it's like hey all this crazy stuff has been mm-hmm. happening since l showed up mm-hmm. like have we ever thought that maybe she's the monster like mm-hmm. what if the whole this whole thing is actually mm-hmm. l like mm-hmm. and then she pushes him with mm-hmm. her brain just mm-hmm. flings him mm-hmm. but it's like it's one of those things where i'm just like ugh, childhood emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like how many times do you hear mm. of, like, kids hurting other kids because mm. they just don't know? Like, mm. Mm. Yeah, and every emotion that's there, I mean, it, it, you, can, you can see the, the mind, the mind, like, how someone develops from being a kid to an adult mm-hmm. and how they, their beliefs grow and change and develop. And, mm-hmm. and I think watching these kids talking, you can see some of that happening where Lucas has a certain position that he has right now. Season two, he's very different. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think you can see that he's just being a kid figuring out life. Yeah. And he's right about some things, he's wrong about some things. You know, Mike is right about some things, he's wrong about some things. Dustin mm-hmm. is right about everything. But <laughs> we love Dustin. <laughs> except in season two, he makes it, some bad decisions. Except in season two. <laughs> things but change. yet we still <laughs> love him. A lot. Things change up a lot in season two. <laughs> But I th- I think that it's just kids being kids. Hearing you say things change up in season two made me think about the preview for season three mm. and like Will. There's that one scene of Will crying and you can hear Mike saying like, "What do you think we would just be down in my basement forever playing like Dungeons and Dragons?" Mm. And I was like, "Don't you hurt Will Byers' feelings? Don't do that!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get really attached to them. Like you do, you do. Is I think it's like. There's something about watching someone grow up mm. where, like, you just you feel yeah. attached, you yeah. know? You do. You see yourself. Mm. You know? I think the moment you see yourself in yeah. a character on TV, you're, you're seeing whatever happens to that person almost kind of feels like it's happening to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think that you can also see a lot of those feelings kind of like that where you see yourself. I think you can see that in the whole, like, Jonathan, Nancy, Steve situation too mm, like what's going mm, on there yeah it's that one that one is is, is, is a little more complicated yeah than that oh yeah it's definitely more you complicated. know jonathan yeah is definitely like kind of like obsessed with nancy a little bit mm. you know because i mean the whole photography thing was weird yeah jonathan, bad idea bad idea bad <laughs> idea and then like him thinking saying that steve is a bad guy for destroying his camera i don't think that makes steve a bad guy just steve just reacted to yeah. what he saw and it does not make steve a bad guy in that situation i think nancy's right to to be like he was being protective you mm-hmm. know he was like well wait dude why are you taking pictures of us you know hanging out and me making out with my girlfriend yeah oh that that because that's it's weird it's, it's weird. weird it was really and weird so at the same time i think his obsession with nancy kind of like has given him a little bit more insight into nancy where mm seeing that you're being who you're not yeah mm. yeah trying to hang with these people trying to be crazy why are you doing that you know and i think uh and that sets nancy off yeah i feel like there's like some weird kind of mm. like flirting almost going on like i think nancy yeah. likes the attention from jonathan mm. like she definitely does mm. and i think that there's a mystery to jonathan that mm. she likes where mm. he's he's not like steve you know mm. i think steve is pretty much like who he is like he's just out there like mm. That's just who he is. Whereas Jonathan is more like he's layers. You got to like peel back the layers. And I think she was kind of intrigued by like the idea that someone can see something secret about you. 
Mm. I think that that's just something that it's like, oh, you can like see the real me. But then mm. she doesn't like what he says because he's like, she doesn't. I saw a girl trying to be someone else. But for that moment, you were alone and you could be yourself. She gets so mad at him. Like, what mm. What do you think about that part? Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> he's right. Like, I can't wait to do superlative with Jonathan. Um, <laughs> but he he's right. He's right. He's very spot on. And I think I think that Nancy, sometimes when someone says something that's true, but that you don't like, mm. that's just, it's a very salty moment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that she actually is this, like, kind of party girl? Or mm. do you think she actually is, like, the, the good girl? I think she's, she's neither. Mm. I think she's neither because sometimes I think that we, when we try and create a character that is, super good that usually turns out badly mm-hmm. when you have a character super bad it always turns out badly mm-hmm. but i think that like these super good characters need to find a balance somehow where there's an element of humanity that they're experiencing and i think that it's almost like a pendulum i think like where i think she she tries to hold herself up to the standard of mm. being this good person and when things go bad it really go- goes crazy mm. it swings and season two talks into that a little bit more and i think that she she has had this image made of her of being this perfect girl uh and things when things fall apart she snaps almost like snaps you know mm. and you know she literally just goes like that's bs yeah you know like and it's almost like a character from this sweet girl to just being like bs like i was like whoa <laughs> you know it's it's this thing that just jumps out and i think that sometimes when someone tries so hard for so long to be good you snap mm. yeah mm. yeah and i was also just thinking about the part when they are practicing with the gun and they mm. are like kind of just talking about their childhoods a little bit and yeah. jonathan's like you know my dad never felt like i was manly enough so he like made me kill a rabbit and that was terrible and then she's like yeah i don't think my parents ever really loved each other Mm. and like my mom basically just wanted security Mm. but then jonathan takes that and he like he puts that back in her face you Mm. know and during that fight where Mm. she's like you don't know me he's like yeah you're just one of those girls who's like rebelling right now but you're gonna end up in the same exact spot as your mom like you're gonna be the same exact person with the person that you say Mm. that you hate wow yeah i think that scene with the shooting was impressive which she's a good shooter yeah <laughs> I was like, whoa whoa i think jonathan is right to a large extent i think he has that ability to see those kind of things at the same time he's just being judgy in that moment yeah and i think they're having a heated moment as well yeah. and they're kids you know they're in high school you know they're yeah. kids and so and many it, hormones so many <laughs> <laughs> all of them at the same time <laughs> if if you really think about it it's like it's like okay you don't know that jonathan you don't know that yeah you don't yeah and i think even though he makes good points even though when you talk about tendencies true that's what happens a lot of times you you don't know what's going to happen you're not a he's not a prophet you know and so i think that it's important to also know that it was a heated moment they were fighting words are said you know and sometimes people who say things that are just hurtful Mm. Because they heard. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think he was kind of expecting her to be like, you're right. I am just like being fake with Steve. Like, mm. I love you. And then she wasn't. And he's like, well, you're a loser anyway. 
Okay, wait. What do you think about their decision to do monster hunting by themselves? Like, they don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nancy's like, shouldn't we, like, tell your mom? Like, she's seen it. Like, should we tell her? And he's like, no, we'll tell her when it's dead. I mean, he says that she's had enough, you know? And, and of course, she's been, like, on, like, she's been, like, going, 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 That's going, true. going, going. And I, and I think that. You know, Jonathan is like, yeah, you know, I want, I want, I'm, I want to be the man in the situation. Mm. I think he feels like he has something to prove. Yeah, which, and then this leads to Nancy ending up in the upside down mm-hmm. through the tree. I think that's probably one of the craziest things to me. Mm. And I always, it's so funny. Whenever I think about this show, I always forget about the part when they're in the woods mm. and she goes through the tree. Mm. And I'm like, that makes. Season two makes so much more sense mm. as to like how the dimensions are like intertwining. Mm. So always forget about this part, but I think it was really important for her to go in there and for us to see mm. a little bit more of the upside down and that mm. that it is real. Mm. Because some of the other things that are happening make you really question like, mm. is Joyce just going crazy? Mm. Like what's happening here? Yeah. And she's almost starting to doubt a little bit, Joyce. Yeah. I don't want to go there yet. We're not yeah. on Joyce and Hopper yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Back to the kids. So this is the part when they realize, like, the blood and mm. how, like, that attracts the monster. And mm-hmm. they want to, like, test that out. And they go and they buy all that stuff. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, that was insane. The that bear trap and, like, all the bullets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, I like the part with the shark because mm. it reminds me of the scene in Jaws. Hopefully by now you know that I'm a Jaws fan. Jaws. When? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> so Officer Brody's sitting there and he's got like the shark book. Mm. And the wife is like, calm down, calm down. And and he's like, no, look, sharks can do this and this and this. And then their little, they bought their little boy a, a boat for mm. his birthday. <laughs> and she looks, the mom looks at the book and she's like, get off of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're touching not to go in the ocean. <laughs> I just really, I feel like there's a lot of Jaws references in this mm, movie. Mm-hmm. I might be being crazy. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking for it, but I love it. Anyway, so Steve actually sees Jonathan like through the window holding Nancy. Mm. What do we think about Steve's reaction with the graffitiing? Oh, it looks like it's not really Steve because he's just standing back. I think it's it's his friends because I think they want to show that internal struggle that Steve is going through where he wants to be a good guy. Mm. But I think that he actually is going through that peer pressure. The thing that Jonathan says about Nancy, I think also applies to Steve. Because mm, I think you're Steve trying to be one thing, being trying to be one thing when he's actually like a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. And I think that because the moment like he literally is just standing back there and just like. Yeah, but isn't that just as bad if like you're the one who wants to do something and you have your minions do the work instead? No, no, it is just as bad. It is just as bad. I think my thing is like it almost seems like his friends are the ones who are like, what if we just do graffiti? And they almost peer pressure the whole Mm. situation. He should stop them and say, no, guys, let's not do it. But he doesn't. Yeah, I think. But at the same time, I think realizing that Steve is not the lead in this situation. Actually, the lead is Tommy and his girlfriend. So... I think that's, at least in my mind, I started to see, okay, Steve seems to be a diff- much different character than I thought he was. He's not just a jerk that, you know, 
Dustin is is saying that he is, mm. or Jonathan was they just going like he's a jerk, he's a jerk, he's a jerk. But I'm starting to see a different side. Even the way he treated Nancy when they were dating, mm-hmm. and the times they spent together alone, he was actually more respectful mm. of of her. And I think that there's there's another layer to John to to Steve that we will see over time. But I think they're already starting to kind of peel those layers. Mm-hmm. And he's apologetic. He does apologize. He does. He does come when she's like swinging the baseball bat. He does come and apologize, mm-hmm. and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I got in trouble, but like, let's let's do something. Like, let's try to figure this out." Yeah. But at that point, she's like, doesn't want to trust him with it. Yeah. And like, I get it because he's already reacted really poorly once to mm-hmm. her, like mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, I saw a monster in the woods." Mm. So it's like, why would he react any better this time? If she was like, yeah, we're going monster hunting. (laughs) (laughs) True. true. What about the fight between Steve and Jonathan? Yeah. I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan, I don't condone violence of any kind. At the same time, you have to know that's what that's just what happened. You know, you know, Steve was pushing it. He was pushing it, saying stuff about Jonathan's dad, you know, like you you was a loser. You are a loser. You know, and, you know, that happened. So. I don't think he did it for Nancy. I don't think it was like a. I love yeah, Nancy like so in much. the I'm woman in the yeah. the woman um, who works at the police offices mm. was like only someone like really in love does that. I remember the first time around watching and being like, oh, he did it. Like she said that, but mm-hmm. I was like, just because you have a character who says something doesn't mean that they're right. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, yes, there obviously are feelings between the two of them, mm-hmm. but. I don't think that Jonathan yeah. got into the fight because of Nancy. Yeah, he got. I think he would have walked away mm-hmm. if Steve hadn't been like, mm-hmm. "You're the reason why your brother's dead," and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know sometimes in 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 a movie you want to show the bad opinions as well. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want the movie to be telling like. Don't believe everything the movie says or every every character. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes what happens is that when we're watching a show, whatever the a character says goes. Mm-hmm. You know, so if a character goes like, "He's so in love with you," and it's like a nice little special moment, you're like, "Oh, that's what's really happening." But no, like I think good writing sometimes you allow the characters to be the characters and yeah. be like, "Okay, what are people thinking in this situation?" If if there's a girl and two guys who are fighting. Well, what would like people outside of that situation yeah. be thinking? Yeah, and and I think I think that the lady at the police station, she is a good representation of what people would normally think if they saw a situation like that. They'll be like, okay, this guy's in love. That's why yeah. he he did that. And I think that's good writing. It allows it to be a natural, mm-hmm. um, kind of natural interactions happening. So I think that's that's cool. Yeah, mm. I think we are ready to move on to Joyce and Hopper. Joyce and Hopper. So a little bit of something happens on both sides before they actually team up. So mm. Hopper wakes up in his place. <laughs> yeah. He finds out that the place has been bugged and he's mm. got all those pills next to him. Like they clearly were trying to like fake his death. Mm-hmm. That was that was crazy. That and was I think crazy. that's when he was like, this is for real. Yeah. Like something. I, I think he doesn't quite get like what is happening. Mm. I have a feeling that hopper thinks that will was taken by them yes yes he does he does show a little bit of that when he goes to joyce and talks about the stick figures that mm-hmm. the you know in the bedroom he thought will drew yeah and then joyce is like nah like 
here's here's what we all can draw. Yeah. And it's like flip, he's a really good like drawer. Is yeah. a drawer uh, artist. artist. He's a, a drawer. <laughs> like, oh, a drawer. Make sense. <laughs> a drawer. He's a good artist. And I think I think that Harper is trying to rationalize and and be like, this is purely a government thing. Nothing mm-hmm. else. There's no other layer. The government is doing some shady stuff. The kids must have seen something because mm-hmm. they try and kill him. Yeah. So he's he's still on that normal plane. He hasn't gone to that place where he's like, you know, there's an actual monster. Yeah. Know, that's like killing people. Yeah. I think him seeing the bedroom that was Elle's bedroom, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, it was more like a prison than a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I think that that leads to, in season two, part of the reason why he's like, I need L. Like I need to take care of her. Mm-hmm. I think that that's mm-hmm. like a big reason. Him seeing like what mm-hmm. she had there. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like a big deal for him. Seeing mm-hmm. where she came from, like mm-hmm. actually where she came from in this lab. Yeah, and then making sure that he takes care of her yeah. in the next season. Yeah, and Joyce, on the mm-hmm. other hand, Lonnie's back. Were you surprised Lonnie's by that? Back. I was pretty surprised that he showed up. I wasn't surprised because they they gave him a bit of airtime at the beginning mm. so i i expected him to almost come in and add a bit of tension into mm. the whole situation so i wasn't super surprised by that you get to see a little bit of joyce because i think it, it was great character kind of character development for joyce and all or, or or maybe not character development but backstory mm. you know you get to see why joyce is kind of the way that she is because joyce is very anxious very uh that that like very you can tell that something happened that broke her mm-hmm. you know and realizing that lani seems to be a very like bad influence yeah over her that whole situation when they're sitting on the couch and they're drinking um and kind of like watching the their interaction, you can see a little bit of like how he's very manipulative. Yeah. He's very much like the kind of person who can be controlling. Mm-hmm. So you you can see that. So I think I think that's that was interesting to see that dynamic and allow us to understand Joyce a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because we the show just starts with, you know, Joyce full on like crazy, trying to find <laughs> Will. Yeah. Going crazy. I think us taking that like step back to be like, oh wow, like Joyce and Lani were together. Oh my gosh, that's an interesting dynamic. Seeing a little bit of that, okay, we now understand a little bit of why Joyce is sort of the way that she is now. Mm-hmm. I really don't like the argument that they have where mm. Lani's like basically saying like you are such like a screw up as a mom and mm. you you're the reason why Will disappeared. And it's like, well, he wasn't around. Mm. Like, Lonnie's not around at all. So it's mm. like, how can you sit there and say mm. that, like, it's her fault when mm. it's like you're not even present? Because, like, yeah. you can't you can't lose a kid if you don't, you're never there mm. to watch the kid to mm-hmm. lose it. So it's like, come on. Mm. Like, you're being a jerk. Mm. Yeah, I think that's... That part's hard. That's, that's where, like, I think sometimes the excuses fall away a little bit. Because we we saw we saw Lucas and and Mike Dustin, Dustin fighting with ours while and 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 we see that whole situation that took place there we're like okay they're kids we see you know Nancy and Jonathan they okay they're teenagers still kids and then in this situation you're like okay this this is a whole level where there's a lot of twisting manipulation mm, mm-hmm. and the fact that he came back just for the money yeah and. And and then when he gets found out and then she's like kicking him out basically and he just decides to kinda 
you know, knife her with words, you know, and I think yeah. that was 100% not fair. And I think sometimes, you know, it's interesting how my theme will be life stages. And it's in- interesting how, like, sometimes in your life, those things can be tied together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have that whole fallout there. And then that's when Hopper enters the scene. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, something's going on here. Mm-hmm. And of course, he has to take all the lights out, which he has about a million in yeah. the house. <laughs> has to take them all out to make sure that's not bugged. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just love that part. <laughs> so then he tells her what mm. what he saw at the lab, mm-hmm. and they go mm. to find Terry Ives. They're gonna go off on their own mission. Uh huh. I, I thought that was. I wouldn't say that's a very unlikely kind of combination, like the two of them. I think they're unlikely in that she has a very like strong belief, and she can believe anything is possible, basically. Mm. And Hopper's like, I need to see the physical evidence. Mm. So I think like that, like yeah. the belief, non-belief type of combo i think that's what makes them i guess unlikely is not the right word but Mm. it's like a very interesting combo like less likely yeah yeah definitely i see i see that as well and i think that from in this situation they're definitely coming from like polar opposites Mm -hmm. you know and seeing them now work together is interesting it's like oh cool like let's see what happens here he still i think believes that there's a physical force that's like affecting everything mm. she's going like oh my gosh there's another world yeah that that is there and i think that he believes her what she has been saying but i think he believes more of like the the more like that's not my son that's mm-hmm. not you know those kind of yeah. things so i think that that's there's there's a convergence happening there and eventually papa comes through and kind of like realizes oh my gosh it's all actual monsters but yeah he's definitely right now in that place where he's still trying to rationalize it yeah and i mean the the big deal though is that he tells her that he cut open the body and it was fake and that wasn't well Mm -hmm. and that That confirms what she's been saying especially after i think after having lonnie there and lonnie just sitting there being like you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy Mm -hmm. like that messed with her i think Mm -hmm. because the lights did stop going on and off Mm -hmm. so it's like she's not feeling that connection anymore and she's like Mm -hmm. really questioning herself i think Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the scene when they meet Terry Ives' sister. Mm. I love the editing in that part mm. when she's talking and they keep having these flashes to L because mm. they're I think that's just creative storytelling to be like Jane is L. I'm physically showing you that characters don't mm. know. Mm. But as an audience, like, we mm. have that inside scoop of, like, mm-hmm. this is L. Like, look at all the things mm-hmm. she can do with her brain. Like, mm-hmm. it, I like that part. Yeah, because, I mean, people people speculate when they watch that. So it's like, when they start hearing, oh, like, throwing stuff and doing this. Mm-hmm. And I think what I like about, about the writers in this situation is that they they knew people already speculating. So why make it a boring moment? Yeah, just you like... Know? So, because you, you could just be like... We could, they could have just done like like telekinesis, done, you know. And we we were like, yeah, they're talking about Al, you know. Yeah, they'll figure it out. But we we know now. But that's boring, you know. So the fact that they did these flashbacks with like Pete, like Lucas flying, yeah, you know, all those you know moments, crazy moments, and things that she was doing, it gives it a level of just excitement of like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yes, you know. So mm-hmm. that was good writing, good writing, good film filming good I, I don't even know what editing I, I don't know what the names are but it was <laughs> great job everybody great job everyone involved <laughs> great 
job. <laughs> and then we have at the very end, we've mm. got we get left at the place where they're by the quarry, and mm. Mike actually jumps, only to be saved by L. Yeah, that was amazing. I'm the, still like shocked by that part. This is so cool, and and seeing how how powerful she is. Mm-hmm. We're, we're beginning to see her like really flaunt a little bit, you know, where she's like my power. Like even though she broke that guy's arm, I know she just like, broke it. it. Was like, ah! Oh my god, that's crazy, you know. And and I, I love Dustin's like, you know, yeah, you better run because she's crazy. <laughs> that's our friend, and she's crazy. <laughs> Oh, Dustin. Dustin. He kills me. <laughs> he kills me. We never see those bullies again after this season. We never see they them again. They just go away. Mm. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. Go away. No to bullying. Right. And on that note, themes. Themes, I, I don't know why we do that. <laughs> we just like it. So, my theme stages stages of life and as as i said before you can see how you know the altercation between the kids you know lucas will dustin al that situation and then you see jonathan and nancy and then you see at the very end it's i mean there's a little bit of of harper and his ex-wife and kind of like how they're on the phone and also you know uh joyce and Lani and I think mm-hmm. that for me I think there's almost like this thread that I'm kind of looking at and and how as human beings we develop we we would de- and we develop in different ways sometimes you know little concepts we have when you're younger can actually build up over time to become real like massive boulders things mm-hmm. that like we are not willing to budge from mm-hmm. when we grow up and and it's just interesting to think about like where you know how even think about myself and i'm like okay there are things that as i was a kid we would be playing soccer and i would respond you know like before before we did this i was talking about how how i am like sometimes with with people who are overbearing you know if if someone is aggressive i respond to them there's there's i there are ways that i react and respond to them that if i go back to the time when i was a kid i'll be like flip that makes sense Mm. you know why i reacted that way and i think that you know there's no action thing to to my theme it's really life is a thread you know Mm -hmm. life is a thread and then things are tied together and as you experience life as you go through different situations I think that, the, like, when you're a, ch- a child, there are these little blocks that you create. And you don't create, you know, sometimes people create those for you, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, or even your own choices, you know, those blocks grow into something much, much bigger um, and become the foundations of how you view the world and, and how you you react to things. So I, I found that very interesting how they allowed us in in this in this episode in these two episodes they allowed us to kind of like see that a little bit you know across mm-hmm. all those ages so that was cool that's true yeah with just even the different like ways of fighting and the ways that they mm-hmm. all those conflicts happened yes yeah yes. you can kind of see that you can see that with quite a bit yeah um mine is kind of similar to yours um mm. i'm going from the part when it's Dustin talking to Mike mm. and they had just tried to reconcile with Lucas, but mm. it doesn't work. Mm. And Dustin says 
he knows it and you know it, but no one wants to talk about it until you're punching each other like goblins with intelligent levels of zero. <laughs> and I love that, A, because it's so nerdy. And <laughs> I just love it. And then B, I love it because I just think that that's so deep. Like, I think that a lot of times we almost forget that other people can't, like, read our thoughts. Mm. Or, like, mm. or we expect people to be more cognizant of, like, our feelings mm. than they actually are. Mm. And I think that that's how, like, a lot of conflict happens. Like, a lot of conflict yeah. happens because there are lots of, like, unsaid things where it's like, yeah, you can kind of mm. read the person and be like, oh, they're acting a little weird right now. Like, something's happening. But instead mm. of actually just, like, talking about it and mm. working through it, instead, we just, like, let it be unsaid. And we're just like, oh, they're being weird now. Like, I'm mm. not going to do that. So it's like, you know, Lucas has been kind of aggressive towards Mike the whole time. Mm. And mm. it's like, it's really jealousy. Instead of just being like, hey, I'm upset that we're adding someone to the party. Mm. Like, I don't really want that. Instead, mm. they're just, like, being passive aggressive to each other. And, like, mm. that doesn't really solve anything. It mm. just leads to the point where you're going to blow up over something really small. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that just comes down to, like, communication and the importance mm. of clear communication and wow. and not like implied communication. I think that's something that I've also learned as mm. I've gotten older is like I think that I wanted to be nice so mm. badly when I was younger. Like I wanted to be well liked. I was kind of like a Nancy, like wanted to mm. be the good girl, wanted mm. to be like really nice, never wanted yeah. to offend anyone. And because I never wanted to offend anyone, I was actually like not saying what I meant. Yeah. So, like, in a sense, I was almost, like, lying to people. Mm. Because instead of being, like, oh, that hurt my feelings, I'd be, mm. like, oh, it, it's fine. Like, it wasn't that bad or mm. whatever. But it's, like, no, that actually really hurt my feelings when you were sarcastic like that. Like, I mm. really don't like how you're treating me right now. Mm. And that helps everybody in the mm. end. It does. Because it teaches other yeah. people, like, hey, you can't talk to people like that. Mm. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever they said. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. it also helps you because now mm. you're used to communicating well mm. and letting people know like how you're feeling. Yeah. And wow. I think I think feelings were looked down upon for a long time. Yes. I think they were kind of seen as like sissy or mm. girly or mm. or whatever that was. Mm. But I think it's really important. I think it's important to talk about stuff. Mm. Yeah, like I think I think social media is a good example of you know that punching each other in the face. Everything mm. that's happening right now, yeah. where yeah. people have always felt a certain way about about race, sexism, different things in life. Yeah, all like so the hot things. button right all now. All the hot button yeah. issues, and now it's become so in the open because of social media. So the, the everyone the, the punches are flying. They, yeah, who doesn't enjoy <laughs> reading a thread? And judging the people who say offensive things. Yeah, just judging. <laughs> Sometimes, judge, 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 judge. For real though, like real life, like I have been off Facebook a little bit mm. lately because I was finding myself doing that. I would like see someone posted something like kind of controversial. I'd be like, oh, let me read this thread and like see who of my friends is racist <laughs> or sexist. <laughs> like, and I said that I'd judge them and be like, I'm judging you because you're so not woke. <laughs> but like that's like such a bad place to be though it's like mm. what you're saying where it's mm. like there's a platform now for mm. people to throw punches there is and and not 
physically have to fight or yes. you, and as when I say physically I mean like face to face. Yeah, face face. And 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 yeah, people feel safe enough to say like to say stuff that they want to say. I I'm, I'm just learning. I'm just I'm following. I'm just I'm following. <laughs> not because like for me I think I'm being not being friends on Facebook doesn't mean we're not friends in real life. Mm. It's just that I'm like, hey, look, you're mistreating this platform. Yeah. You're not good at it. So I'm we're not gonna be friends on this platform. But we we can be friends in real life if you want to. But I think that I'm just realizing that it's just not you just end up being bitter. Mm. You know, so when I see people anyone who shares something that I'm like, okay, that's racist, sexist. There are some people I'll reach out to and say, Hey, what's up? Like like did you mean this or and there's some people that i'm just like you know what i'm not i'm just gonna follow you know because i really don't need that negativity in my life definitely different than it used to be because it's like yeah. before you didn't really know what people were thinking but now it's like people have a platform where they can just put their thoughts out there yeah and yeah. anyone can read it like mm-hmm. anyone can get on there and like mm-hmm. if you're friends and it pops up on your feed and yeah. it's pushing certain people because you interact yeah. with them so i i do think that that's really interesting and like yeah it's mm. Mm. different because mm. as like we're talking about the unsaid things like mm. in the u.s we haven't really talked about i mean we have talked about sexism and racism and all of that yeah but not to the extent where it's really come to fruition of being like fixed mm. so it's like mm. we've always had people mm-hmm. who were activists mm. but now mm. everybody can share their opinions easily yeah yeah it's 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 amazing. It's amazing what we're seeing right now, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to happen. Like it needs to happen that mm-hmm. we, you know, we get to see. Okay, these are the views that are around in the country. This is how people feel. And even if you pull back a little bit, you realize that a lot of people there are other deeper feelings. You know, I mm-hmm. love the podcasts and the shows that that really talk to people from different sides and say, so what's what's really your perspective? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? And mm-hmm. people talking about how. You know, they feel unheard and they feel, you know, left out. Yeah. You know, and I, and, I, and it's like, hey, like, there are a lot of feelings that are there. I think that social media is pushing people to do that. Yes, it's, it's leading to a lot of unhealthy things that, you know, I personally have chosen to step away from. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately it has allowed us to be more aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to bring it back to, like, what... Dustin was saying about unsaid things like mm. just throwing an opinion out there to throw an opinion out there. It that's not what we're talking about here. Like what we're mm. talking about is like real healthy conversation mm-hmm. where you can talk about different things and come to mm. an understanding and grow or like mm. not grow like whatever it happens to be. Like mm. I think just being open to hearing mm. others' perspectives and what mm-hmm. that means for your own perspective. Mm maybe reconsidering like was i wrong about this like yeah. is this actually an issue mm. all right so we're gonna round this up yes we are thank you so much for joining us yes guys if you could do us a huge favor mm-hmm. please right now write us a review give us some stars mm. even if you don't give us five stars mm. that's okay we right. don't need the a plus <laughs> we don't need the a plus we'll take the a or we'll the take- b <laughs> maybe <you> c <laughs> but it really helps us um it brings more people into the conversation. It does. It does. We also just want to want to remind you about 
um, our Tuesday podcast, Almost Nerdy Crew. We usually post some sort of thing on our Instagram story Hmm. about nerd culture. We've talked about X-Men. We've talked about actually a ton of things. Last week, we talked about the finale of Game of Thrones. Mm. So we want to feature you. That's where we just want to talk about nerd culture, talk about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like we've got a new Batman. We have a new Batman. Shalom has many feelings about that. So many feelings about it. I want to... We're gonna save it. Yeah, be restricted. I'm gonna post about it on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So make sure that you pop in for that. Send Mm. us your feedback. DM Mm. us. If you ever have a topic that you want to talk about, just send it to us. Mm. You can email us contact at happyhipsters.com or you can also write to us on our Instagram, the underscore happy underscore hipsters on Instagram. Mm -hmm. DM us what you want to talk about. We want to do what you want to do. We want to do what you want to do. What you want to do? What you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a song. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next week.